We're here for episode two. Okay. No, this is episode three because we did episode, episode two was three, Fast yes. and Furious. Correct. We're here. Episode, for episode episode three talking about Formula One racing. Woohoo! Um, let's see. What are my preconceived uh, ideas about Formula One racing? It is not like NASCAR. I am not a NASCAR fan, but I have been forced to sit in the same room as people watching NASCAR mm-hmm. in my youth. Where they go in a circle. Yes. Um, I have been to also against my will, uh racetracks that are like where people just drive the car that they have oh. around the racetrack, dirt track. Yeah. Uh-uh. It was very smelly. <laughs> That's what I remember about it, is because like I'm so sensitive, like with migraines and stuff. Yeah. The exhaust was terrible. It was so bad. But F1, let's see. It's called F1 for Formula One. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Um, there's some drama with some of the teams because there are teams. Yes. They have different tracks in different cities or places, but they're like streets. Is that correct? Some of them are, yes. Okay, so some of them are streets and some of them are not streets. Yeah. And um, uh, this is literally, I have, no, I have no, I know that like that there is a fandom. Yes. And that people are like, woo woo, these dudes are hot, and perhaps sleeping together. So I do have a soft spot for you know, RPF. Yes. But um, I don't have any, I don't know anything about it. Okay. So I will start by saying that. Wait, I, I do know about a shoey. Well, that's an Is Australian that thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into it because, well, okay. So I feel like the most famous race every year is the one in Monaco. Um. And that one has been broadcast on U.S. um, television for, like, as long as I can remember, because I remember being, like, little and watching it. Um, And so that was the, like, I watched that race, like, probably not every year, but, like. So, wait, is someone in your family into it, like? Um, Like, my dad is, like, vaguely into NASCAR, like, sometimes. Oh, really? I mean, that is. In a way that, like, he'll, like, sometimes turn it on and watch a few laps and then, like. Yeah. Like, and he's gone to the Daytona 500 because um, we have family ah. there. Um, but, like, Well, because I was going to say, because Watkins Glen is in, like, upstate New York. Okay, so, like, they not have, that I even know what that means. They have, um, they have races there. Okay. There's a famous track there. Okay. So, um, so I knew about F1 because of that, and I liked it because of that. And so when I had my child... Um, I'm not a morning person by nature, like at all. But when I had my child, we were then up very early in the morning and or up at all hours of the night. Um, and so sometimes I would just like turn the TV on to see like what was on. And that's when I realized that they were airing Formula One races at that hour. Um, so if I was up. Oh, because they're taking place in like. Because they take place in like Europe or Asia or wherever. So like. Um, so it's basically, most of them happen at like 3 p.m. local time. Um, so which means that like if they're in Europe, it's going to be like 7 a.m. like Eastern time where I am. Um, so I'd be up with my kid 7 a.m. on a Sunday and like there's literally nothing else on. So I'd like turn it on because you know, I'll kind of watch any sport. And I was like, I had like this tiniest bit of knowledge about this. Anyway, so I started watching it then. Um, so it's been like 12-ish years that I've been watching it. And now I love it. it I was going to say, when did it become something that you actively like were seeking out to watch? Probably like 11 years ago. Like, I think we watched enough of it that first season to be like, okay, like, There's a race this Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It. Like, when's the season? When are we, like, actively going to be trying to watch this? Um, so it did not take long for me to, like, get into that. 
then I think it like sort of hit like a boom of popularity a few years ago when Netflix came out or a boom of popularity in the US. It's very popular right. elsewhere in the world. Like football. Yes. Soccer. Exactly. Football with soccer balls. Yeah. Um, and but Netflix came out with a series called Drive to Survive. And I feel like then people got like interested because then you like learn more about the drivers. And I think that's like an easy entry point. Yeah, um, you care about the people. Yeah, exactly. So that being said, you are completely correct. There are teams. And each team has two drivers. Oh, okay. So just two. Yeah. And the main point, um, obviously, as you're racing, you get points. Well, I'm looking up Drive to Survive. Is it still on Netflix? Yes. And there's now like three or four seasons. Oh, really? Yeah. So each, okay, so there's 10 teams. So there's 20 drivers since each team has two drivers. And you get points based on how you finish in the races. So the top 10 people get a certain number, get points. So like, um, obviously, if you finish first, you get the most points. If you finish 10th, you get one point. Um, the main, so the team, the person who is paying you, the team, wants to win the Constructors' Championship, which is the most points for a team. Over the season? Yes. Okay. Because then if you get first, then the FIA gives you more money. So it's sort of like... Oh, uh, like drafting in football. Yes. So the higher ranking you get... Oh, wait, no, it's backwards money. in football. I don't know a lot about football, but I think that, like, if you suck, then you get first draft pick. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So... But you get more money if you win. Okay. Yeah. So Wait, where does the money come from? From the FIA, which is um, the like ruling organization of Formula One. Because um, there's also Formula Two, Formula Three, Formula E. Um, there's like a few different like um, levels. So the FIA oversees all of that. Okay. Now do the other levels, do they drive on the same tracks? Yes. Okay. So they're just not maybe not formula e i feel like they have a separate they have separate tracks but two and three yes okay so um some of the like constructors are like amg patronus mercedes which is like my personal favorite team red bull is a team um aston martin is a team so there's like different so it's different types of cars they all have like sort of the same um Wait, hold on. We'll get to the cars in one second. Okay, so you're trying to get, so each constructor, each team is trying to get the most amount of points. You want to win the constructor's championship, and that's like, um, obviously, then you get more money for the next year, but then you also, like, you know, there's like hundreds of people who are building these cars. So it's sort of like yeah. for the whole team, everybody wins. Right. And that's the point, right? The drama and the part that I love is that within that, you then have two drivers. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do the points work if there's two drivers? So they're both trying to win. And so if you have two really good drivers who both want to win the race, so let's say they're in positions one and two at the moment. They both want to win the race. The team does not care. The team is like, you guys stay where you are. Do not race each other. Finish the race without crashing your cars. Don't cost us any money. We just want you to to get across the finish line in one and two because that's how we as the that's team the most points. Yeah. get the most points. The person who's in second place understands conceptually <laughs> that is what they are supposed to do. But in their hearts of hearts, they want to win this race. Yeah. So there's so much drama in that. Um, and let's say... You're so there's a lot of like um like teamwork that goes on, right? Because if you're like one and two together, then you can sort of hold you can you can do certain things like you can like race quickly together um to sort of like hold off the other people and there's just like lots of like things you can do as a team to keep the other teams behind you. And there are times where they might like uh like say the slower car for whatever reason, the slower driver is in front and they cannot pass. Okay, so let's say that person's in like third position and they cannot pass the second car, but they think that the, per the teammate who's maybe in fourth position can pass that second car because they have newer tires or because of who knows whatever reason. 
the team may say, okay, guy in car three, you need to give your position up to the guy in car four. And he's going to go in front of you and he's going to try to pass. And if he doesn't pass car two, eventually he'll give you your spot back. But we're going to try this. So there's like lots of stuff like that where there's like, as a team, the team is trying to get you to win. But the individual drivers are like battling each other. Okay. To be the best. There's strategy. There's strategy to it. Okay. And so some teams have like drivers, like, like a driver one position and a driver two position where like driver two is always going to be supporting driver one. And then there are some where they're like, no, both of our drivers are like, have like equal positioning. Um, if you, so like, say there's like a better, um, not like a trainer, but like, there's like a better data person or a better whatever like you sort of want them on your team instead of your teammates team if you guys have the same car and so you might want to be on a team where that you could be like in the first driver position and you get like first pick of like the data people and the oh okay you know yeah those sorts of things so the cars yes the cars are very very similar in that there's like a bunch of specifications that you like have to meet. Um, right. I obviously don't know it and don't care about. Much. Right. But there's some of them are like, there's a Mercedes team. So they have Mercedes and there's an Aston yeah. Martin team. So they have Aston Martin. What else yeah. is there? Ferrari. Ferrari is a team. Um, and then like Red Bull isn't like known, like they don't, they're not like a car company. Um, so like they might use like Honda engines um, okay. versus like, another team that might have like a Mercedes engine. Um, so yeah, um, things like that change. Um, but the cars are all pretty much the same, but there's enough difference that like the cars to the naked eye could look like almost identical, but one car could win like every race and one car could just like be terrible every race. Right. So there's like different things that they have to, they have to have to be. Yeah in the race yeah like safety features and also like like weight requirements and stuff like that exactly yeah and they have a certain amount and like in nascar they they like refuel in f1 you just have like one tank of gas and it has you through yeah so like as the cars go along the race they get faster because they get lighter because they're burning off their fuel wow and so you sort of want to time it perfectly that at the end of the race, you have no like mass. almost no fuel left. <laughs> so there's like a lot of like math and science that goes into this that I'm just like, okay. Um, so how do you know how much uh, fuel they have? Like how many gallons? No, I don't know. And then their cars are now, um, they're in like the hybrid era. So their cars are hybrid cars. So they all have battery packs and gas so one of the things they have to do is like really manage um so as a driver i feel like the concept you have of a driver is like room room go fast right which yes and steering yeah (laughs) Yeah. like super fast reflexes and room room go fast that makes a race car driver but they're actually managing like um like the battery pack. So like they maybe can't overtake this lap because they need to like um, save their battery pack so they can use their battery pack next lap to, so they have to like harvest energy this lap so that they can use the battery next pack, next lap. Right. Does that make sense? So they're like thinking about that. They're thinking about um, obviously like shifting um, through the different gears. Um like all sorts of things. Yeah. The hybrid thing is interesting to me. Yeah. So I guess it would use like for accelerating, it would use gas. And then for like, like sort of constant speed, it would rely more on the battery. Yes. But I don't think there's very much time where they're going at constant speed. Right. I think they're constantly either always 
accelerating or braking because you want to be going vroom vroom as fast as you can. But then when you hit a curve, yeah, you've got slow to down and then accelerate through slow the curve. Down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's a really um, obviously there's a lot of like physics involved in like hitting the correct line when you're going around the bend of like, um, you know, going down this line to go here, he, like, like the tighter a curve you can make. Um, what am I trying to say in physics? Like, that's like the most efficient way to go. Yeah, like whips you around the curve. Yeah, exactly. So one thing I really got into about F1, this is like the storyline that like pulled me in. Okay. And then once you sort of know one storyline, then you can sort of like learn more about everybody else too. Okay. So this, so, and this is years ago. One of the races is no longer even in Formula One, except that now he is um, like, does like announcing sometimes and like interviews and stuff. Um, No, I was going to ask you who the announcers are. Yeah. The announcers are some British guys. Okay. So in America, we just get the Sky Sports feed. Okay. So it's on ESPN, but it's just like their feed. It's not. ESPN. Okay, so whoever ESPN used to have, have their own feed, and now they just piggyback up off of Sky's, which is kind of annoying because you hear all the time like, if you want to do this, then like hit your Sky Sports red button on your remote, and I'm like, I'm in America. <laughs> <laughs> but um, wait, I have another question. Yeah. So like, do you want to go to a race? Is that I like a race. a to a Formula One race? Yeah. yeah. Where? We went in Austin when my sister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking Europe is yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, yes, obviously I would love to do that. But um, yes, I have been to um, the Austin race, which is very cool. And everything was very expensive. It is a high price event to go to and to exist in. And the Austin track is its own. It's not a street circuit. It's its right. own. like permanent racetrack um the one in miami that they just built is also its own circuit and then they're going to do vegas for the first time this year and that will be on the streets of vegas like a long strip yeah which is lots of controversy around that if you're interested you can go look into that um Okay, so the personal drama I was very invested in is that the way the pe- the drivers, it's, they're like the top 20 drivers like in the entire world, right? Theoretically. Um, but you need a, it's, it's a very expensive sport to get into. Right, you have to be sponsored and like, how are you gonna practice driving a car like that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of kids start in go-karting and then like, if you're really good at go-karting, you like work your way up, right? So two people who were like little tiny besties when they were like eight years old starting out in this world were Nico Rosberg, whose dad was an F1 champion, and Lewis Hamilton. Um, okay, and so Nico Rosberg is German, I believe, um, and Lewis Hamilton is British. Um, and... Lewis Hamilton did not come from a racing background. His parents were like very working class. Um, and he said like over and over again, like how much his parents have like, like sacrificed to be able to like buy him helmets and get him go-karting and buy him training, yeah. you know, all of that. So you have like the super rich kid who comes from like a dynasty. Yeah. Of, and then Lewis Hamilton, who's just like, just has like a natural love of this and like, is just really fucking good, but like doesn't come from the background of it, right? And they become best friends, like best, best, best friends. So like when they travel, because I guess like as a kid in this whole world, you like still travel for races and stuff. So they used to like room together and they were just like- Okay, so wait, so they would do like go-kart racing and it's like a big deal? Yeah. Kind of like travel, like baseball, like how it's like televised and stuff? yep yeah like little league exactly (laughs) and then um like once you're really good at go-karting you like get into like f3 and then if you like win a bunch of f3 races you move up to f2 if you're really good at f2 you move up to f1 um so that's sort of the like um 
how it happened. So they basically raised their whole lives together, um, came up through the ranks together, were best friends together. Um, and then they both become teammates on Mercedes. Ooh. And how did they end up on the same team? What a great question. Interesting. Yes. Um, and their friendship falls apart. They are no longer friends. Oh no. No longer and this is like the greatest mystery of my time. What I wouldn't give to know what happened there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but so that's one of those like, okay, so if you're on the same team and you have the same cars and you want to be the best, um, you're theoretically teammates, but you may play mind games with your teammate um and like get into their head that like you know, which you can do like a bunch of different ways, I guess. Um, so like, I wonder like how much of that happened or how much of it was like, um, like if Nico was like determined to win because like he had this pressure from his dad because his dad was a champion. Like, I just, I don't, I'm just so curious. What are the I wonder how theories? much like race and privilege and like stuff like that comes into it too. Like as they became adults. Anyway, I just am like so curious about all of it. Yeah. And, what is the, like, what are the over or like, what are the fandom theories about like what happened? Like what are the most popular ideas? I mean, fandom theories are that they. Oh, were they like lovers? They were what? I said, were they lovers? They were lovers. Yes. Um, and there were some things that happened there. Um, and now they no longer talk. Um, I think that sort of came from them, like sharing a room and being besties and all of that. Um, I think there's like the mind game part of it. Um, and like, if Lewis is really good at playing mind games, um, then, and Nico's like not as great at it, then I could see how there would be like um, discontent that would happen that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could just be that they both wanted to be number one and they were like fighting for limited resources once they got on the same team and, you know, it could just be like kids growing up and not having similar interests too. Like there's a yeah, like once you get older, and like less. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there were definitely some races where they ran into each other. Oh. And their cars were then like, so they both lost the race, which means nobody on the team gets any points, which means and then the team has to pay to get the cars fixed. So are they still on the same team? So Nico Rosberg. Um, okay, so like. So, and this is when, like, Mercedes really entered its, like, era of, like, supremacy. Okay. And so, like, Lewis Hamilton won, like, a, he's, like, um, a seven-time world champion, I believe. Eight, seven. Um, so he... He's literally the only one that I ever see on my dash. Yeah. He is the only Formula One racer that I could recognize. And I don't even know if I could recognize him, but I know that I see him from time to time on my dash. Yeah. I mean, he is like such a dominant force. He's, and he's done, in my opinion, so much good for the sport. He's really, um, he has like the 44 org, which is like trying to get um, like minorities and women into the sport. Cause he's like, there's so much, there's so many engineers, so many people behind the scenes. Like obviously, yes, we want my, more minorities and women to be drivers, but also behind the scenes. Yeah. Getting in like it's across the board, we need more people. So he's really done a lot of work with like, like little kids, getting them into STEM, getting them into engineering, like. Oh, wow. Teaching them that there's like jobs for them, like at the factories and, you know, things like that. I like him already. Yeah, he is great. And then obviously he's like friends with Anna Wintour and like he has this whole fashion thing and he has partnered with Tommy Hilfiger and they're one of their sponsors. Oh, okay. So he he's has like, whole, he's got like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and he recently like, um, does he have haters? Do people not like him? Yes. People absolutely do not like him. Yeah. Um, because a, he's like outspoken. He's an outspoken black man. Of course people aren't going to like him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then obviously like, if you're like a big, Ferrari fan or F1 or like Red Bull fan like if you're a big fan of another team and like he has been so dominant for so many years you obviously don't want him to win just because you want your team to win so yeah. the other guy what's his name Nico he no longer races right so right so 
Lewis won a bunch of champions championships, like a bunch of years in a row. And then. Wait, when they were on the same team? Yeah. Okay. And then Nico finally won one. And Lewis came in second, but Nico got first place that championship year. And then he retired like days later. It was like, I've won and done. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Um, and then Lewis went on to win like a few more after that. So how much like, you know, if Nico really wanted to win and there was like all this pressure for him to win, if Lewis was winning, like that could just be enough to like end a friendship perhaps. I don't know. Um, but yeah, a bunch of, so like a bunch of people who are now on the teams, um, like oh, all wait, so the carding. Who yeah. does he drive with now? Who? Lewis. So who's he, the other driver? Oh, he, um, so he drive with Vel Valtteri Botas for a while, um, who's Scandinavian. Um, and he loved Valtteri. They have like such a, like, I love their relationship also because they're so, um, like he has such a respect for Valtteri and he was like, he's the best teammate I've ever had, like ever. Um, so I don't know, there must be something about their personalities that just like worked really well together. Um, and now he races with George Russell, who's another Brit. Um, and they call him Gorgeous George. Um, and he originally, he started with Williams um, and would like do great every qualifying. And then like the Williams cars weren't great. Um, so they, um, he like didn't have a great car to race with. And anyway, now he's part of Mercedes. But so like a bunch of drivers have like come up together who like all go-karted together and we're all like really good friends. Um, or I don't know if they were like, great friends but it's fun to see like their friendships yeah like they knew each other at least yeah exactly. are there like like what's the age range so the oldest person um on the track at the moment um is alonzo um he's spanish um there were rumors of him earlier this year of him and taylor swift um which he really milked I mean, they I'm made sure. a lot of jokes. If I was famous, I would be milking that too. Yeah. Um, so because he was taking it so unseriously, I knew that it was not not true. Um, but that was really funny um, that that happened for like a hot moment earlier this season. Um, and he is like maybe 44. Oh, okay. I want to say, and he's like very old. <laughs> like like that's, it's like baseball <laughs> yeah yeah like he's ancient um you're too so, old to be running the bases yeah and so like he's on um aston martin at the moment and one of the owners of the aston martin f1 team is lance is um not lance stroll his dad mr stroll um who's a canadian billionaire and whose son lance really wanted to race so like he bought the team and now Lance is a driver. <laughs> um, which is like for sure a thing that happens. Like um, like Lando Norris, who's another British driver. Um, oh, we have heard of him too. Yeah, he's like super cute. He's got like curly hair and he's just like a baby face. And he's just like, he's funny because he's just like not super well media trained um, and can like lose it laughing and you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but, like, his dad is also, like, one of the wealthiest men in Britain and, like, really put, like, a lot of money behind. So that's how he got. Yeah. And so there's, like, definitely a, like, you can, that's why, like, they're, like, the 20 best drivers in the world. But, like, I don't know. Maybe there are better drivers, but their they parents have, have the money resources. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really... Um, a whole other thing. I mean, they're all very good. I mean, there there are times between like the best and the worst are like, you know, they're they're normally like most. They're just they're really good. <laughs> they're all you know. Yeah, it's not like they're like miles and miles ahead of. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting to me. I wonder what it would be like if they all had to drive the same exact car. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's part of it. Is like the car is part of the. Yeah. Like the team, I guess. Exactly. Um, and then, so during the races, 
there's like a limited amount that you can hear, um, but like the the driver and their, um, I'm so annoyed I keep blinking on like the name of this guy, but like um, the like top person that they talk back to at the garage um, are like in communication throughout the race. So every once in a while, they'll like put up a blurb of like what the drivers are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always find that so fascinating too, because there's so much like, um, the team as a whole is so data driven. So the team is like, we need you to come in now, this lap and change your tires because we can see that if we don't do it now, you're going to come out behind six other people in the 20 seconds it takes us, like in the 20 seconds you'll lose to, yeah. to like get out, get your tires changed and get back on the track. Um, and things like that are like, um, you know, like we can see that your tires are degrading at a pretty fast rate. You need to like not push so hard so that we can, your tires will last until we need them to last. And the drivers are sometimes like, the car feels really good. I do not want to come in and get my tires changed. Like I'm doing really good out here. And the team's like, have no, they you not seen Lightning McQueen? Yes, exactly. Or like the, you know, the team will be like, um, or like the driver will be like, these tires are not working. Like this car feels terrible. Like I need to come in and the team will just be like, you can't like, you're going to end up in last place. If you come in now, like you just have to like work through it. So there's, and I like love that you can see so much of the driver's like personality. Cause you know, obviously they're media trained. So you get, you know, um, like the after race interviews and stuff like that are like, kind of like it was a great time working with my team thanks to the sponsors the you know the spectators are all great blah 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 you know um thank you to the team we did great um but so you can see some of their personality like really shine through when you know sometimes the drivers are so frustrated and they're like don't fucking talk to me like they have so they have like obviously they have helmets so they have like little headsets obviously so they can talk to their team Yeah. And then so sometimes that's broadcast. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I like Googled um, Formula One uh, controversy and yeah. there's a Wikipedia page and it's literally 72 different things. Yes. And there's like, they're like in order by year and there's like multiple stuff. Like some years have like three or four different things and then it's an alphabetical order. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on because A, it's like, obviously there's tons of money being thrown around. So like, that's, you know, one thing, obviously you're going to have like crooks and stuff like being part of all of this. Um, Well, and the goal is to win. So sometimes there are going to be people who don't want to do it. Yeah. Above board. Yeah. And then now there's like um, a cap on like how much they're allowed to spend every year. And like Red Bull went over the cap. So do they get fined or do they actually get point stocked? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. But then they were like, oh, we didn't realize catering was like part of the thing. And they're like, it was only $100,000. Like it's hardly anything. And it's like. You know, they should dock them points. I feel like that a money fine is not going to bother them. They're not going to care about that. But if they take points away. Yeah. Exactly. Like for like every 50,000, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many, so how many races are there a season? So it depends. They say that like, um, it fluctuates on the year. Um, because like, um, like one year in Austin, they were like, I don't know, maybe we won't come back to Austin because like, you know, Austin's not going to give us money to come. Cause Austin's yeah. like, it's not bringing in as much money or like it is, but it's, you know, whatever money or I don't know. Um, so it sort of fluctuates. Like they don't always necessarily race the same every year, like the same tracks every year, even though it's pretty consistent. Um, I think right now it's at like 20 races. Okay. So I think next year they're racing basically from March to December, which is a pretty long season. Yeah. Yeah. So they should take a point away for like every like $10,000 that they go over. Exactly. So they basically, um, like the like the drivers and stuff have to get to the track on Thursday, um, and then they normally have three practices, 
and then a qualifying and then the race that happens over the course of like Friday to Sunday. Um, so like Friday will be like free practice one, free practice two, Saturday will be free practice three and then qualifying, which um, qualifying determines like what spot you get on the grid on Sunday and then Sunday's the race. Um, so qualifying, do they run the, do they run the track solo or? No, they put everybody out there. So they're like all 20 cars go, you have 20 minutes. Um, whoever's the top, the bottom five get eliminated. And so that's just on timing, right? It's yeah. not who crosses the finish line first. Okay. Yeah, that's solely timing. Um, and then they do like another round of qualifying. And so now you have 15 racers instead of 20 racers. And then they do the same thing and they drop the bottom five. So then the third round is the top 10 and then they're racing for the top 10, um, seats okay for the next race you may have heard of daniel ricardo yes he's like that's a, another name i know yeah so his whole deal is he is australian he's got a big smile he's like dreamy um he's the one who would have done the shoey um when he wins and he was racing on red bull um he were, he was on a few different teams, but he eventually got onto Red Bull and he was racing with Max Verstappen. Um, and this is sort of one of those like Max Verstappen was like a phenom. He's won he's just won the third world championship um, in a row. Um, he was sort of this like this like kid phenom, and he had such an attitude coming in, and lots of people don't like him. Um, his dad is also a champion. Um, and so I think Daniel Ricardo was sort of like driving second fiddle to him um, and like didn't love that. So he left and went to another team um, and he was always like really good. And then when he went to this other team, he was like middle of the pack, not so great um, and kept like kind of falling down. He eventually lost his seat um, and Red Bull, he just came back and was going to be on Red Bulls. Um, he's like a reserve driver for Red Bull. So like, um, somebody gets in an accident, hurts themselves. Somebody comes down with COVID, yeah. somebody comes whatever. You need to have like a backup driver. And that's how George Russell went from Williams to Mercedes. He was like one of their reserve drivers, even though he was driving for another team. Um, so then like he, you know, was able to like prove himself. Like once he was able to then be in a faster car, he was able to prove himself and be like, you know, um, I'm really good and deserve like a seat Yeah, for this, for this um, team. Um, and then too much drama to really get into, but he ended up, Red Bull actually has two teams. The Red Bull family has two teams within Formula One. Um, so he went on like the second team this year. Um, and um, everyone was like, oh, he's gonna win his seat back. Like he's gonna beat out these other drivers um, and is for sure gonna be back next year. Um, and then he promptly broke his wrist in qualifying, um, you know, crashed the car, broke his, broke his wrist. Oh, wow. A bunch of races. And the guy who came in to fill his spot has been doing phenomenal. No. Oh. Um, so now it's like, oh, now there's like the driver and then the driver who's been on the team and then Daniel Ricardo who came back but then got injured and then this now like really great driver. So it's sort of like three people vying for two spots, spots yeah what red bull gonna do and then so like they have max Verstappen, who's great and then red bull's other driver who you would think would be also in this amazing car has been like not doing so great this year so like will they bring daniel ricardo back like how will they play all their little chess pieces to get like, yeah. the game next year yeah so like all of that's really fascinating yeah there's like all yeah. this behind the scenes drama yeah, exactly and then, like, obviously, because, like, you know Red Bull is going to be, like, at the moment with the way everything is, Red Bull's like, the number one team, right? So they're, like, Max Verstappen has, like, won, like, almost every single race this season. Like, he's been out of control, powerhouse with, like, and so some people are, like, it's so boring because, like, he's always going to win. Um, and, like, I kind of understand that, like, when Lewis was always winning, it was a little bit like, right, he's going to win. But it was still, like, exciting to cheer for him to win, even if he was, like, 20 seconds ahead and like clearly no one was going to beat him. Um, 
But then there was so much infighting in like middle of the pack. So like, um, so maybe like seats one through four are like the really good drivers for each race. But then positions like five through 10, where they're really trying to get, they're trying to like eke out every single point they can. Yeah. There's like so much drama on the race and like when people pass and stuff like that, it's amazing. So you can still cheer on the people in the middle of the pack. And then obviously there's like heart stopping moments when there's like major crashes. Yeah. Um, That would scare me. Yeah. So they're wearing like um, fireproof suits and then they're like suit on top um, and then their helmets and stuff. And they um, now have like a halo system where like there's a, it's basically like a, it's, it's basically like a T where sort of one piece comes up um, like directly in front of the driver. And then it comes like around the top of their head, basically um, to sort of help protect like a roll bar. Yes. Yeah. Um, things like there was a, a particularly gnarly accident a few years ago um, with somebody whose car was spinning, um, Grosjean. Um, the car was sort of spinning and went under the guardrail. And like, I mean, like this, if the halo, if the halo hadn't been there, he would have been decapitated. Like it was, oh my God. yeah, um, the car was literally ripped in half. Like it was like a really terrible accident. Um, but the FIA I mean, the, and the drivers are obviously really always like going for like more safety, um, like as many yeah. precautions like as possible. Um, but I find it fascinating because the way the car is, they um, they're basically laying down. Um, so oh, they yeah, to get as close to the ground as possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're basically going down like their their feet and their head are basically like at the same level as they're driving, which I find like the idea of driving a car while laying down is like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Like it's like those, um, those bikes that you can rent on the beach Mm -hmm. that are like basically like, like horizontal. Yes. And the pedals are like way out in front and you like have little handles by your, (laughs) by your hips. Yeah. Those are weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just find like there's so much going on each race. And obviously some races are super boring because they sort of get into like a routine and there's not going to be a crash. Um, Like crashes and weather events like rain and stuff like can really mix things up like a bunch. And obviously you're not like hoping for a crash, um, but sometimes you're like maybe some. Well, like sometimes they're not so bad. They're just like. Yeah. Drama. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, obviously you're never rooting for like a bad accident. I was reading, scanning through the controversies and there was one that was like uh, somebody caused a crash on purpose. Yes. Like to, so that their number one driver could get further ahead. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, and like the first... The first lap is always my favorite lap because it's chaos because all 20 drivers have like, it's like 20 cars in like a very small space going around very tight corners at very high speeds. And like lots of like racing incidents happen then where there's like crashes and stuff and like no one's to blame. It's sort of just like the way it happens. Um, Normally once the race happens, if there's a crash, like somebody's to blame because somebody didn't let somebody pass or um, because you can only defend so much. Like you can only... um, like if you're driving on the racing line and someone's going to pass you, you can only like move over towards them like one time. You can't like weave yeah. and you know, like there are safety reasons for things like that. It's funny because like, as I'm picturing this in my head, I am thinking about like when I ran track in high school mm-hmm. and it's completely different because it's around a circle. So it's more like NASCAR, mm-hmm. but it is sort of the same thing because like when we would start out, it would be like, everybody was like lined up, you know, across yeah. the, across the track. And then they would like do the, like shoot the gun, the little cap gun thing. Yeah. And then like, it's like, everybody's like kind of bumping into each other and like trying to like everyone's trying to like get into the inside lane Mm -hmm. um but then as the race goes like it kind of spreads out and everybody's like in the inside lane yeah 
And then if you want to pass, you have to pass on the outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just think it's um, like once you sort of understand what's going on, and it may take a few races to like obviously understand what's going on, but once you like know the personalities and you know who's racing and you know like who you're sort of cheering for, um, then you can like sort of find a hook into um like why what's happening you know how long are the races the races are two hours okay so i feel like that's way shorter than nascar i feel like yeah. nascar races are like all fucking day yeah so they have like um like once the race starts um they have like three hours to complete it is what i think is the thing so like um say there's a really bad crash say there's like weather that they like can't race like once they've started racing, the clock starts and they can only, you know, so at some point they may be like, okay, well, we only got 75% of the race done. So then there's rules about like, um, then they basically get like 75% of the points. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that makes sense because it's, uh, if it's on like roads and stuff, it's not yeah. like they can take up like the, the street like yeah. all day long. Exactly. And because the cars don't have headlights. Ah, reference like you can't really race in the dark like unless it's like a track circuit where like they have like you know you're going to be racing at night and they have the lights set up yeah like singapore they race at night um which is like very cool um yeah this is fascinating yeah i understand the fandom a little more now yeah um especially with like the people yeah because there's so much like there's only 20 spots. You're basically like a few races away from like somebody coming and taking your spot. So you have to be like at your best, like every single race, or you have to have like proven yourself through the years. Um, that like, you know, like maybe Alonzo is around because he's like going to teach Stroll like what he knows. Right. So like yeah. there's, you know, some of those like mentor relationships that can sort of happen too. Um but yeah, you're like always like one or like a few bad races against like somebody else coming to take your seat. Um, you're racing against people that you've known since you were six because you've all like grown up go-karting together. And like maybe there was some incident that happened like when you were 12 and someone ran you off the road and therefore you like have this rivalry with this person. Yeah. <laughs> like You're that. holding a grudge. Exactly. And then there's like, you know, the kids who like grew up with money, whose like parents did this. And like, obviously I'm sure they have pressure from their dads, um, you know, about like succeeding. Um, and they're like, you know, they're like all on a group chat together. Um, and so I feel like it's like, it's, it's an interesting, like such a tight knit, like there's, you know, only 20 of them who like know what's going on at any given time. And sometimes they yeah. really need to give a united front of like, this track is really dangerous because of X, Y, and Z. And like, you need to change, you know, so they need to be in communication for things like that. But then there's like team secrets and then individual secrets and like what you can tell people and can't tell people. And you're, um, you know, maybe you're going through negotiations with different teams and maybe you're like buying for your like best friend spot in like their team, you know? So like, there's so much, um, you know, it's such a small group of people all like, and I mean, truly athletes, like their reaction times are like bananas and the amount of weight they can lose in each race because it's so hot and they're like, oh, yeah, they truly lot, yeah. their bodies. Yeah. Um, is like amazing. So they're like peak competitive people, but they're also like 21 years old being doofuses. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like it's so, um, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I highly recommend watching if you're interested, obviously you've, if you're, you know, you may have heard of drive to survive, take a gander. If you want to know the whole thing, start at season one and then you'll get like all the drama, the drama. from the past few years or just start with the most recent one and then um, pick a driver. That's your favorite. Five seasons. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, pick a driver. That's your favorite. And you know, go, Cheer them on. Scrolling through the through the first season, just like looking at it. Yeah. 
Oh, that's the fifth, fifth season. The teen principal. That's your like buddy in the <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> is the teen principal. So like the teen principals fight because like um like Total Wolf's like the teen principal. He's like yeah, I just saw his name. Yeah. At uh, Mercedes, um, and Christian Horner, who is married to a Spice Girl, um, is the team principal of Red Bull and like they butt heads. Um, okay. The first season, the episodes are shorter. Okay. They're like half an hour to 40 minutes. Yeah. That's totally doable for yeah. me. Absolutely. And it sort of goes through like the drama of like what happens in each race and it doesn't, it's, I don't love the way I love the first seasons better um, of the show um, because of the way it's like set up, but neither here nor there the point i is, wonder if it's to do like and like i said the fifth season they're all like an hour long yeah but the first season they're like half an hour long so it's like yeah. they're hmm. okay this i mean everything makes me want to write a fic but this makes me want to write a fic i don't know anything about racing and there is already you know it's not like you can't have more than one formula one racing fic There's one really good formula one fic that's out there um isn't it like Zara? No. Loaded Gun? Oh, is it Loaded Gun? I don't know. It's it's an author who... It's one of, I mean, yeah, it's one of the older... Yeah. Uh, it's like many years old. Ten years old, probably, at this point. Um, the finish so line is a good place to start. What? I just remember the title of that fic. What is it? It just like came... It's the finish line is a good place to start. Yes, exactly. Um... And that one, it sort of follows like a whole season. So it's like a big, long fic, um, which is great. Um, I would love to do one that's more like, that's focused just like on a race. Um, but yeah, there's... Um, for Wankfest next year. There needs to be more F1 fix for sure in the 1D. There could be, there could be a wanking, wanking Formula One. Yes. Um, yeah, it's 120,000 words. Yeah. It was for Big Bang, for like yeah. the original Big Bang. Um, yeah, I remember reading that when I first got into fandom. Um, no, I, I would like when you were talking about the, the two guys uh, that grew up together and they used to be best friends. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I would like to write. Yes, exactly. It was like the drama and like what happened. Yeah. And then like they become then, teammates. Like when they're done racing can they become friends again or like is it too tarnished for them to ever i don't know i feel like there's just like a lot to mine there for yeah yeah or two people who are always rivals and then they like make it through and like they've retired and now they've you know what's happening please fandom write all the f1 fix of yes. all the different things please so what's what's next is uh are we gonna get maggie and um Megan that and, uh, and do uh, Real Housewives. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know a bit, um, Maggie was my entryway into it. Um, so I know a bit, but um, they're really the experts. Thank you uh, for listening. Oh, thank you for listening. Pop Culturing Episode 3, talking about Formula One racing. Woohoo!